This podcast is part of the Unresolved Podcast Network. To discover more, visit unresolvednetwork.com. Whether you want to start a faith-based business or an online ministry, you've come to the right place. This is the Teresa Blaze Show with your host, Teresa Blaze, where she's bringing her over 20 years of consulting experience to the mic. Now, here's Teresa. Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Teresa Blaze Show. Today, we are going to talk about why coaching is actually something you should start doing right now if you're not already. Or like if you're looking to start a business, uh, this is a really good way to get something going. I have Mr. Rob Goyette from Fast Revenue Coaching. And we're, we're just going to have a really good time. I, I mean, I've really enjoyed uh, working with him. And, he, and th- this is going to be a conversation that I think will benefit a lot of people. Before we get to that, I'm going to touch on today's uh, sponsor. This week's sponsor is Kadosh Media. Look, if you're already coaching or doing some kind of consulting work, now is a really good time to start a podcast. Why? Because you want to give out free content. One of the best ways to do free content is with a podcast because it is the most intimate form of communication. People are choosing to stick you in their ears. Go to www.kadoshmedia, K-A-D-O-S-H media.com. Grab a time to meet with us. And I would love to help you get your podcast on the air. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Teresa. It's great to be here. We are really happy to have you. Um, and, and, and let's, let's, uh, let's just talk about like coaching in general. If you had to give a definition to what is a coach, what would that be? I would say that a coach is someone who helps people through conversation. Typically, this is through a one-on-one call. It could be a Zoom call. It could be a telephone call. It could be meeting in person. But coaching is actually bigger than that. It's really helping people through conversation. This means uh, you can actually coach clients through email. You can coach them through text messages. You can create videos or courses for your clients. But really, it's by getting that genius out of your head and over to the client to help them get the results that they want. Why is now the best time with everything going on. I mean, you could choose to be a public speaker. You could be, you could choose to start an e-com company. You could choose to do a lot of things on the business side. Why is now the best time to start a coaching practice? Yeah, I'd say now is the best time because yesterday already happened. Uh, but yeah, seriously though, the sooner that someone can, uh, that's interested in it, the sooner someone can get started as a coach, the sooner you'll start really helping make the world a better place. And putting additional income into your pocket. And we live in a crazy time right now for all sorts of reasons, but including economically. And a lot of people don't have the job security that they used to, or maybe they've left their jobs or uh, due to uh, the coronavirus type stuff, people are really exploring more ways to earn income. And the cool thing about coaching, Teresa, is that you can do it part-time or full-time. But don't people have to, I mean, because I know there are certifications out there that you can get. Don't you have to be certified? So I'll answer that question with a, a, a sort of a bigger level. And that is that uh, if you'd like to sell coaching or really sell anything, there are two factors that are really important. One is trust. 
And one is an irresistible offer. And the reason that a lot of coaches choose to get certified is because it helps add trust uh, from the clients. The clients might trust a coach more who is certified. However, honestly, uh, most clients, in fact, I'm not sure I've ever had any clients ask me if I was certified, at least not from a coach client standpoint. They might have been curious at one point. But really, certification, it can be nice and it can give you confidence, which can build trust. But uh, it's definitely not necessary for coaching. Coaching is not regulated like uh, like therapy is. And so um, someone could actually get started as a coach today if they wanted to. And what kind of niches can you actually um, start as a coach? Sure. It's, it's really helping anyone who would like your help in getting the results that they want. So, I mean, typical niches for coaches are things like business coaches, relationship coaches, weight loss or fitness coaches, but you can really coach anyone on anything. So if you happen to be really good at fly fishing and there's an audience that wants to learn how to catch more fish, uh, you can coach people to, to, to fly fish better. I don't know anything about fly fishing. I'm not sure why that jumped into my head, but, uh, yeah, you can really coach people on anything. And a, a good question to ask yourself might be, what am I really good at or what do I know a lot about where I've actually helped people get the results that they want? That might be a good clue as to a good niche. You know, uh, related to that, I'm, I'm working on a book, you know, uh, around podcasting. And one of the niches that Mike and I found and we just could not get enough of was fingerboarding. And fingerboarding, if you don't know, is like skateboarding, but with your fingers. <laughs> I've never heard of that. No, nor had I, nor had I until I found a podcast around it. Cause yeah. And I'm like, I guess there's a niche for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the, the key to, uh, to a good niche, I like to say it's the three R's is you want to find an audience that is Rich, meaning they can afford to work with you. They don't have to be filthy rich, but rich, reachable, and responsive. They need to be able to afford you. You need to be able to get in front of them somehow, and they need to be passionate or responsive about the help that you can get them. If someone wants to actually, they find their niche, however obscure it might be, or maybe it's a more general one, whatever, they find their niche. What would you say are some of the next steps that they need to take to get into that market and get themselves a client? Sure. To, to come back to that formula I gave earlier, what sells anything, including coaching, is trust and an irresistible offer. So as far as getting in front of people, we want to do this in a way that we can build trust with them so that we can then make our, irris our uh, irresistible, I almost said irresponsible, our irresistible coaching offer. And so there are lots of ways to get in front of people. You can throw money at the problem by running paid ads on Google or uh, Facebook, but um, probably a great way to get in front of your ideal audience would be to be interviewed as an expert on a podcast. Well, isn't that right up my alley? <laughs> um, I, you know, I couldn't agree more on that on that point because I mean, there's like, like over a billion over a million podcasts. Uh, last I checked the statistics in Apple alone, and I mean that really does speak to if you can get like on a few episodes a month, 
uh, then you're getting on, on, um, in front of someone else's audience. And yeah. When you're, when you're being, um, interviewed on someone else's podcast, the host will actually transfer trust and rapport over to you, the guest by introducing you to the audience that, so just simply being introduced on a podcast already builds trust. And then it's your job on that podcast interview to maximize that trust. And if it's okay with the host, then make an irresistible offer at the end. Now you, you actually qualified something as, as a form of coaching. And I thought it was really interesting. You said that course creation is also another form of coaching. Can you elaborate on that a little? Sure. I mean, this is my own definition and I'm sure there are experts out there who would disagree. I think experts always disagree on anything, but, um, but I see creating an online course as a way to help clients get results. And it's a type of conversation in that you create the course for the clients, but then you have open channels for them to ask questions or get feedback or help from you. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, I mean, because I, I know a lot of people think of course creation. Well, that's not that's not really coaching, but it, I mean, it's product uh, uh, creation. So I it, that I find that I find that the fact that you qualified that um, in that way very interesting. Um, what other models of coaching have you seen that have worked exceptionally well? Sure, and I was just gonna, as a little footnote, say that I believe that writing a book is also coaching. It's getting that conversation out of your head and into a book. And then uh, helping the, the, the readers, aka the clients, get the results that they want. But to answer your question about other forms of coaching, I can tell you like the popular models are one-on-one coaching. And I mentioned that earlier. Uh, group coaching is also another favorite because it's leveraged. You can actually coach uh, 10 people at a time, for instance, uh, for the, during that same hour that it might take you 10 hours to have. Uh, to coach people individually. So group coaching is really popular. Um, there are other ways to coach clients. Um, running a mastermind is also a popular thing to do. Um, I'm known for what I call the fast revenue coaching model. And it's really, it's a laser coaching model. And, and it's it's closest to the one-on-one coaching model. But um, in this model, we actually help clients get results through having just simple 15-minute calls where on each call, you assign the client homework to complete between the calls. And when the client does their homework, they can then schedule another 15-minute call with you. Coaches like this because it doesn't use much of their time and the clients love it because it's, it's an unlimited program. They can have as many calls as they want within the scope of usually a year. And they're doing homework in between the calls, which ensures they make progress toward their results. I, you know, the first time I heard about the laser coaching model was actually from a, a fellow coach, um, Mark, and I always mess up his name. Is it um, uh, Mark Yes, him. Okay, yeah, I know Mark. Yep. And uh, he had actually done a newsletter on, on your model, uh, one of his paid newsletters. And I was reading through it and I'm like, I'm intrigued. <laughs> You know, and I'm starting to look at this. And I'm like, how hard would it be, be for me to put something like that together? You, you know what I mean? It was just really fascinating. And then, um, you know, just watching and, and, and so on and so forth. So let's ask this. What about when you're dealing with whether the, you're dealing with the fast uh, revenue coaching model, the laser, the laser coaching, or you're doing uh, straight up one-on-one sessions or group coaching? How do you begin to price yourself, especially if you've never done it before? 
It's a good question. And most coaches price themselves fairly at a low price to get started and build confidence. That's what I did. When I first got started, I charged $300 an hour for my time. Uh, I now, I'm oh, sorry, $300 a month, excuse me, not per hour. So that was $300 a month. Uh, I'm now up to the $5,000 a month level, but I didn't go there right away. So I, I increased my prices over time. As far as like a starting price, it might be a good idea to uh, study up on your quote unquote competitors, see what other coaches are charging for the type of coaching you plan to offer. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you're, um, you're saying that basically uh, let the market tell you by studying uh, the competition. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can just take your best guess and start off at $300 a month, $500 a month, $1,000 a month. And if you accidentally price your services too high, let's say it's $1,000 a month, you could always have a sale where for the next three days, people can lock you in at just $500 a month and see if you get any takers. That's interesting. That's really interesting. What are some of the, um, I mean, we've hit on some of the positives. What are some of the drawbacks to coaching? Because every single business uh, that I've encountered or run has a uh, has a drawback to it. What are some of the drawbacks that you see actually starting a coaching uh, business? Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I can think of all sorts of positives. Uh, coaching versus consulting. Uh, you're spending a lot less time with clients when you're coaching versus when you're consulting. Maybe one of the drawbacks is that it still takes time. So for example, if you had an online course, that might be, and I know we're calling that coaching, um, but if you had like an online course, that would really serve as almost passive income as opposed to talking with clients one-on-one. So I I suppose the time you spend could be considered a, a downside. Although I'll tell you, a lot of coaches... They actually love their job. They love talking with people and they love helping people. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I see a, a strong downside, but Teresa, maybe you're aware of one and we can address it. Well, I mean, in my mind, like, I mean, I guess the only one that I could really see is that there's a lot of people that would say, you know, coaching is not very scalable because you only have so many hours in the day and so many clients that you can take on. Okay. I certainly understand that. Um, uh, the answer, though, is to, quote unquote, scale your coaching practice by adding coaches to your team or by finding a more efficient way to coach lots of people with just a little bit of energy. And examples of that might be group coaching, masterminding, or having an online course or writing a book. Mm, interesting. So, Rob, is there anything else that we have not covered that we probably should cover, uh, talk about in, in relation to uh, launching a coaching program? Sure. Well, I mean, I think coaching is a great thing that people can try at, at any level of commitment. You could try it out and have one client and just be happy with that extra income and helping one person, or you could really have big plans for your coaching business. The thing that uh, that, that I mentioned earlier, but I'd love to go into some more detail about is that whole formula for selling anything to anyone. So even if you don't want to sell coaching and you want to sell radar detectors online or, or something like that. Um, really understanding the formula of what causes people to buy is so important. And may I have your permission to zoom in on that formula a little Absolutely, bit? please. Okay. So I mentioned it's trust and an irresistible offer, but people actually need to trust you on two levels. They need to trust you as a person 
and then you as the expert who can get them the results that they want. So the reason they need to trust you as a person is if you take their credit card online or over the phone, they need to trust that you're not someone that's going to run off and go on a shopping spree with their information. Or if you're helping them through conversation, they need to trust that you're not going to share that with anyone in some cases. So they need to trust that you're a good person. And usually we address this by telling stories, showing pictures of us. Like, Teresa, you and I are recording this on Zoom right now, and I see a picture of you and your husband, Michael, together. That really builds trust versus you being just some voice, and I don't know where you are in the world, and I I don't know, like, are you trying to scam me or something like that? Like, um, yeah, I can see that you are married, and I can see who you are. It builds trust. So if people trust us as a person, that's usually the first check mark, and that's usually not a difficult one to overcome. But trusting you as the expert who can get them the results in the area they want, that also requires some effort from a, from a marketing standpoint is how, how do we share that? And oftentimes that happens uh, through sharing testimonials or even demonstrating how good you are at helping clients get a result. And sometimes what a coach will do is have what we call a free session or a strategy session with a potential client to demonstrate how they, how competent they are at helping a client get results. Does that make sense what I'm saying? It absolutely does. Um, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the niche uh, uh, radar detectors. Um, <laughs> I actually knew a guy who, um, he was a former cop and he got into internet marketing and he was trying to figure out what he was going to do. And he's like, I'm going to go sell uh, radar detectors. Well, I'll tell you, um, as a former police officer, that actually is pretty trust building in most circles, not in all. But um, also, he has expert knowledge because he used to be on the other side of that uh, radar situation. So uh, it actually might be a very good niche uh, for him. I just don't know what the demand is for radar detectors. If uh, Yeah, so, so I don't know. But, uh, but he sounds like someone who would be easy to trust as far as finding a good radar detector. Yeah, he was. In fact, they called him uh, Radar Roy Ryer, um, okay. and he yeah. he ran he ran uh, Radar Busters. It, it was really cool. Um, yeah. He he was a good friend. So, uh, but seriously, I, I I could not agree more. One of the ways that I like to earn trust is, is, for example, via via this podcast, like I talked about before, because I figure, hey, if they can like my content and they and they hear me talking about, then I'm building expert status already. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's so much better to hear a voice than to just read text in an email. Ideally, it's both. Ideally, people are reading your words, but they're also hearing your voice or maybe even seeing you on video. These things all build trust. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, it's, it's, wow. Guys, look, if you are, you know, you can start a coaching practice, whether you're looking to start a company or even attached to a ministry. I, I know of a couple of people who are trying to do just that. You know, you could start a coaching practice. It's not hard. Um, you know, and and Rob is kind of like the real deal. I mean, seriously, I've worked with him. Uh his stuff is top notch and you know, he isn't he isn't, you know, sell, selling anyone short here. He is absolutely right. You need to be able to build trust and credibility. So, Rob, you 
how long how long have you actually been like a coach? Sure. And Teresa, if you don't mind, I'll come back to that because there's still the other half of the formula that I'd like to share. Would that be okay? Sure. Absolutely. Oh, great. So it's trust and an irresistible offer. And you know, the trust has the two levels, the person and the expert, but the irresistible offer also has two levels. Number one is that your offer must be an absolute no-brainer in terms of the value you provide compared to the price that you charge. So if you're going to charge $1,000 a month for your coaching, the goal there is to deliver at least the perceived value, but hopefully the real value of $10,000 a month in value. And in something like business coaching, this is pretty easy. You say, give me a little bit of money and I'll show you how to make a lot of money. But in other niches or niches, um, sometimes we have to connect the dots for people. So someone who helps uh, clients, let's say, live longer, let's say they're a fitness or health coach and they help clients live an additional 10 years or something like that. Well, clients don't always know how much is that really worth. And an example to share with them in your marketing or presentation might be that there are people who have been on their deathbeds that would have given anything to live an additional year, let alone 10 years. And that's sort of a way to help people really understand the value that you give them. Sometimes we have to connect those dots for them. The second part of the irresistible offer is that people need to understand the offer. And I I made this mistake for a long time. I would make all these offers and I would think, these are just so great. Everyone's going to sign up with me or everyone's going to buy this or that. And then people didn't. And It wasn't because they didn't trust me. And it wasn't because it was a no-brainer in terms of value. It's because it was not clear to them with what the inputs and outputs would be. In other words, for their inputs, how much time, energy, and money would they need to put into this thing in order to get what very likely result? So the two parts of the irresistible offer are that it needs to be a no-brainer in terms of value versus price and that people need to understand the offer. Does that make sense, Teresa? It absolutely does. I love I love that because um, like a lot of people sit there and say, well, I, want, I really want to make some money. Well, that's great. What kind of offer do you have? And more importantly, how's it going to help the person you're trying to uh, help? Yes. So you are absolutely uh, right on here. I, I love that. And I think that's why the laser coaching model is such a unique idea. I, I don't know how much time we would want to spend on the backstory, but when I discovered it, uh, I was able to enroll 50, actually it was over 50, over, I think it was 51, but it was 50, over 50 one-on-one clients who paid me for a year in advance for this unlimited 15-minute laser coaching. And uh, yeah, when I started having success with it, I I told other coaches about it and I I let them see how I marketed it, how I sold it. And and they went ahead and they they tried it and they ended up signing up a lot of clients. But uh, everybody started kind of doing things their own way. So I I formalized the program into a course that I sell. And now there's sort of a standard way, a standard recommended way anyway, of, of doing this laser coaching. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just so great because for coaches, they're not spending a lot of time on calls. I used to spend two hours uh, per client uh, per week on my long coaching calls. And so this 15 minute, uh, the coaches love it because it's, it really is efficient with their time. The clients like it because it doesn't take much of their time. And they also love the, the feature of being able to 
sign up for their next call as soon as their homework is done. Absolutely. That is like so cool. Well, Rob, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here and breaking down why we need to actually go into coaching today. I just have one final question, and that is this. Um, If someone was to start, like, let me ask you this. Do you believe it is important not only to be a coach yourself, but also to be coached? Yeah, it's, I mean, it totally makes sense that if someone wants to get into coaching to, uh, to actually experience what it's like from the client's side. I don't know if it's necessary, but I can tell you, I've had lots of coaches over the years and they always help me get the results that I'm looking for. And, and so, you know, it's, it's really good to be able to see things from the client side. So I'm not sure it's a thousand percent necessary to actually hire a coach before you can be a coach, but I think it really helps with trust and credibility that that you yourself use a coach. Um, if you're trying to sell someone that you yourself don't believe in, that 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 really hurts trust, right? Yep. But um, but yeah, so I would think you know find something that an area where you'd like to be coached. Maybe you want to create your own podcast. Well, Teresa, you would be a phenomenal coach to help someone create their own podcast. And if they hire you, not only will they get to experience what it's like to be coached, but very, very likely you'll help them launch a successful podcast. So yeah, I I love the idea of coaches hiring their own coach for lots of reasons. Wow. And I think that's a good place to um, wrap up. Rob, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing uh, your knowledge with us. I think a lot of people get a lot out of it. Well, thanks for being such a such an excellent podcast host, Teresa. You, you asked very engaging questions, and I, I love your professionalism. Thank you very much, guys. Look, you know me. I I I, I do my best to shoot it straight. And Rob Boyette, he's got the goods. You know, he's got. You know, he has a lot of cool stuff that you can check out. But seriously, if you're looking for an easy revenue model, it's not easy in the sense of there's no work involved. But this is a very easy one revenue model that you can deploy right now to bring in bring in money. And we all know, especially with the, the times that, as they are, we know that you need to start thinking outside the box. So I really suggest that you consider and sit down and write out what can you help someone with today, and then just put your, your yourself out there. You know, one of my favorite coaches is uh, Bruce Arians, and he has a saying: "No risk it, no biscuit." And I think that that really applies here. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was the uh, former coach of the Cardinals, and he used to pull stunts like throw balls. He didn't have any business of throwing. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So he got he got well known for that. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. If this has been helpful to you, would you please uh, review the show? Because that way other people can find it. And if you're looking to to start your podcast, please, please reach out to me. I would love to help you. I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Teresa Blaze Show. Let's go do this thing. You've been listening to The Teresa Blaze Show. To catch all her past shows, visit www.teresablaze.com. 
That's T-E-R-E-S-A-B-L-A-E-S dot com. 